Happy Over the Hump Day on Wednesday to you boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Butch on Sports. Simply Butch is here. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Yes, indeed, boys and girls. It's Over the Hump Day. We're ready for Thursday, Friday, and that long weekend called Saturday and Sunday. And it's supposed to be very cold with maybe a possibility of snow in southeastern Michigan. We'll see. Whether men can tell, or ladies can tell strange things here. But we'll go along with the program and hopefully give you some sports news on this abbreviated edition of Butch on Sports that you can't get enough of. The Detroit Lions, after they win Sunday over the Green Bay Packers, and a nice day off on Tuesday, are back on the field on Wednesday to prepare themselves to go to Chicago against the Bears. Yes, indeed. That's going to be a good one. If I can't say so myself, I know you will. Uh, Justin Fields is going crazy. He's getting finally getting the respect or the coaching that he deserves in Chicago because they're looking at him with wilds and flutters of mm, good things coming down the road a piece there. Will it be a, one of those games that they're going to fight and Dig and crab? I don't know. Will the Detroit Lions defense show up and have something special for Justin Fields and the rest of the Chicago running game and passing game? Because it's going to get better. It's not going to get worse. So Detroit has a challenge this weekend, and especially they're on the road where they don't hardly win at all. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions, that is, there. So, batting up the hatches, boys and girls. It's going to be a rocky ride. It's it's Sunday. Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, 1 o'clock. A lot of injuries going on right now with the Lions, but again, that will change on Friday when they get the official grievance of players who will be playing and who will not be playing. DeAndre Swift had limited practice today. I can tell you that much, boys and girls. So hopefully he'll get more touches in the game than he did last week, which was very limited, but again, somewhat very effective. Six touches. Maybe they'll improve there. Detroit finds out that they, if they run the, again, Detroit has a very good offensive line there. They're going to have to run the ball and control the offense there. And Jeff Goff not throwing the ball 50 or 60 times because that's not in the, 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 the recipe for the Detroit Lions to win a game. Their defense has to be show up and do marvelous things and then some for them to have any, any chance of winning there. Will they repeat their performance that they did on Sunday? Let's wait and see. Really, let's wait and see. The Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will meet in Munich this Sunday. Munich, Germany. Not Munich uh, in the United States. Munich, Germany. That's a 9.30 game, and yes, it will be televised on the NFL Network. If you have cable and have the NFL Network, you will be blessed. Uh, the last time they had on ESPN+, Plus, where if you're not on ESPN+, Plus, or pay for it, you can't see the game, and that will not be the case this upcoming weekend, okay? So you can get up at 9.30 and enjoy the game and have breakfast and scrump dilly issues on that and just have a ball. 
It will mark the first time the NFL regular season game has been played in Germany and the fourth of the five international games played in 2022 this season on the NFL schedule. San Francisco and Arizona will close out the international slate of games on Monday Night Football from Mexico City in week number 11. Isn't that nice, boys and girls? The AFC Players of the Week on Week 9 is the Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Five touchdowns and then some. The Ravens linebacker Justin Houston. And also for special teams, the Chargers kicker Cameron Dickers were named the NFC Players of the Week for Week number 9. For the NFC, the Bears quarterback, although they did lose, Justin Fields. <laughs> was the player of the week on offense there. He showed his rear end and then some as he breaks a record, on a regular season record there, okay? Not the real record if you count playoffs because Carlin Kaepernick has that one, I think 183 yards and then some. It's still a record. The Lions safety, Kirby Joseph. Is another player on defense, the player of the week. Also, Joseph is right now on the concussion protocol. So we'll wait and see if he plays. The Buccaneers punter, Jake Camerati, was named the NFC player of the week on special teams for week number nine. Boy, oh boy. Basketball is happening right now as we speak. As the Boston Celtics is playing the Detroit Pistons with a minute and a half to go, the Celtics is leading the Pistons by a score of 59 to 45. Another night for the Pistons, another night for coming back and hopefully trying to win the game. We'll see. Nets are playing tonight, I do believe. They're playing the Knicks, and the Nets are leading the New York Knicks by scoring 62-41. to 41. By the way, the New York Nets named Jock Vaughn, not Ima Idoki, the next head coach of that particular team. That was finalized as of today. So Jock Vaughn has a reason to be happy. He has this year and the next year to try to make the Nets Credible and from what I see right now, it's very credible indeed with that lead they got right now over the New York Knicks. That's playing right now. Boston and Detroit. Oh my. Hockey news, okay. Montreal Canadiens were in town to play the Detroit Red Wings and the Red Wings lose out. On a three-game three losing streak, or three-game winning streak by losing to the Montreal Canadiens by a score of 3-1. to one. However, in that particular game, if you didn't see toward the end of it, Montreal Canadiens' Jury Slavkowski was suspended for two games by the NFL Department of Player Safety on this day, Wednesday, for a dangerous hit on Detroit Red Wings forward Matt Lux on Tuesday night. With just over five minutes left in the third period of the game between the Canadians and the Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena, Slakowski checked Lux into the board in front of the Montreal Canadiens bench. He propelled the Detroit forwards head first into the wall. 
Lux was bloody, down to a no, not one. He got up very slow to his feet, needed help to get through the tunnel and through the bench. Slikowski was assessed a five-minute major penalty for boarding and also was ejected from the game. Lux, unfortunately, did not return. The Red Wings announced on Twitter that the 25-year-old will have surgery on Thursday. So that's pretty doggone bad. He suspected the least miss 10 to 12 weeks of action. That is a big loss for the Detroit Red Wings indeed. On the other hand, it just wasn't the only game where we had some catastrophe against the boards there. A gruesome scene occurred in the second period when Evander Kane fell down awkwardly along the boards and got caught up with Lightning's defenseman, Philippe Myers. The Tampa Bay forward, uh, Pat Maroon, approached the entangled combatants in pursuit of the puck with momentum, uh, moving him toward Kane, and his skate accidentally sliced the left forearm or the wrist of the Oilers forward. It showed where Van de Kane was trying to get to the bench. He was bloody as a fruitcake there. Van de Kane, he's going to be out at least three months after the gruesome wrist injury. He had surgery, uh, emergency surgery, last night, or should I say between 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock this morning to correct that. Still in hospital, being watched over for a minute before he's allowed to go home. But he's going to be out for a while. We wish all those players who got hurt pretty doggone seriously a quick recovery. Now, nearly three decades after the final game, Lou Whitaker took another swing and miss on Monday there. This time a miss. The Baseball Hall of Fame released its ballot for the Contemporary Players Era Committee. And again, Major League Baseball has failed to recognize players who make huge, significant contributions toward this game. And the longtime Detroit Tigers second baseman was left off the ballot. Again, stupid as it may seem. And you wonder why I don't look at the Hall of Fame ceremonies as, I mean, like it is. Now, let me know, let, let me tell you the names that were on that committee ballot for it. Eight players. Albert Bell, which I can understand. These players I don't understand, these two. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I don't understand that. <clears throat> you know why. Don Mattingly, <clears throat> I can understand that one. Fred McGriff, definitely can understand that. Dale Murphy, long overdue just like Lou Whitaker. Rafael Palmero, can't understand it. Kurt Schilling, can't understand it. They were on the ballot and stared at uh, Whitaker's prime and, 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 and ignored it. Again, Major League Baseball got a lot to learn and send some. Stupid people. Candidates need 75% of the votes to get elected. And I can see Fred McGriff, and I can also see Dale Murphy going. But the rest of it, and maybe Albert Bell, because he's deserving of it. Manly, I think they're going to, I don't know, walk over him. But this is what's going to be happening. You know, 
when they induct them in the Hall of Fame, whoever gets voted in when they get the votes on July the 23rd. And the announcement of the baseball writers' votes, that's going to be announced, of course, on January the 24th, 2023. Ah, what a deal. What a deal, boys and girls. I can't understand it. I, I, I refuse to understand it. I said I would try to get some results of the cross-country finals that happened this past weekend. I still can't get results of the swimming. I will make a very valid attempt to get in touch with the MHSAA to get those results so I can report them to you Sunday. I'd rather be a week late and not recognize it, then get wrong information and pull out the wrong stuff. But this is what I got after a lot of digging here. Uh, we start off with the girls, uh, MHS AA Lower Peninsula Cross Country Finals. The girls, Division uh, One, Holland West Ottawa, Division Two, Os Osago or Oswego. Uh, Seagull, however you pronounce it there. Uh, division number three is St. Francis. Division four is Johannesburg, Lewiston. For the boys, division one is Northville. Division two, East Grand Rapids. Division three, Hearts Clayton, Ackley. Division four is Potter's House. Congratulations to all those particular teams. And all the particular players who took part in the finals cross country at the racetrack in Brooklyn. I haven't been there in a while here since the pandemic. I got to make a trip there this year. A couple of races up there. And, boy, you just got to get there early. And I definitely got to kind of anticipate leaving late here. It's just so crowded. But it's a big place. 100,000 people get in the joint. Oh, me. Let's take a break here and listen to Be The Referee. Welcome to Be The Referee with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. Did you know? The officials in swimming do more than make sure everyone dives in at the same time. Each race has a turn judge who is positioned in line with the end wall. Their job is to make sure that each swimmer is executing the proper stroke during his or her turn. For example, if you're swimming the individual medley and you're in the backstroke lap, you must turn while using the backstroke. You can't go into the breaststroke while turning. If you do, the turn judge will signal to the referee by placing one hand overhead with an open palm and then reporting it to the referee after the conclusion of the race. The referee will then decide if the turn was legal or if the swimmer should be disqualified. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to register at MHSAA.com. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. Be the Referee is a weekly issue for the, yes, uh, for the state uh, rules and regulations that maybe you did or maybe you did not know. And it's very helpful on this show because it fills a lot of gaps there and answers some questions that maybe I can't unless I talk to an official, okay? Alrighty now, I will do my best <laughs> to get um, the information again for the other particulars there. I think it's girls swimming and diving, and also 
Got to find out in the Upper Peninsula at the damn cross-country championships and where they were. Um, I will get all the information and forward to you on Sunday. I promise, promise, promise there. Okay, with that saying, right now, at halftime, the Detroit Pistons is losing to the Celtics by a score of 63-49. to 49. And I also mentioned the, the next uh, the New York Nets at halftime, they're winning 69-44 to 44 over Knicks. The Nets and the Knicks. Well, there's the end of that. Detroit Lions play on Sunday against the, the Bears of Chicago. And a lot of other good stuff upcoming there. The Red Wings are on the road to do their thing. Boys and girls to get better at what they're doing. Start off maybe with another streak. Okay, a winning because I enjoy that tremendously there. Hey, have a very good weekend, boys and girls. Butch on Sports is a presentation of Old Medallion Productions. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook. Just go to Butch Davis, or that's the place I would suggest. And uh, look me on up for Butch on Sports or Butch on Sports on uh, Butch on Sports page. That's on Facebook. Or go to the, <clears throat> the homepage. At Podomatic.com. Type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O dot Podomatic.com. You can also go to the GameSportsShow.com and get the real deal of this show and then some there. Again, have a very good, very nice and keep warm weekend to you all here. Check you out on Sunday at late afternoon or evening on Butch on Sports. <laughs>